ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of That's Entertaining. This week we'll be continuing our look in the Jurassic Park movies with The Lost World Jurassic Park. Not to be confused with Jurassic World coming out in June. More on that later. But joining me today, a reoccurring guest I guess now, he's his second time in the lair, Mr. Alex Duehi. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Nathan. Good to be here. You you enjoying your time so far in the IT1 conference room at work? It's always good when you get to take some time off work and come and podcast in the middle of the day. <laughs> so, it may sound a little different this week, folks, because we're podcasting in a conference room, uh, using our lunchtime to the best of our ability uh, to maximize productivity and efficiencies and synergize in our corporate relationships and responsibilities. I don't know. But, you know, all, all the buzzwords right now, right? So, but, you know, we're not here to talk about work. We're here on our lunchtime because we want to talk about things that are entertaining and fun. Alex, what have you been entertained by recently? All right, so you might make fun of me, Nathan, but lately, I've, as usual, I've been spending a lot of my time playing Destiny, right? <laughs> the new, the, no, no, before you judge, the new expansion pack came out, uh, I think it was last Tuesday, um, and I just, uh, again, I just gotta say, I really like what they do with the game. Um, it's one of those games that has a good replayability factor to it. And the first expansion was a real kind of a letdown for me, and I know a lot of people, but you can tell that they put more effort into this one, and you can <laughs> tell that a lot of the changes that they made, they made based on the community. You know, reaching out to Bungie and saying, you know, we want this or we don't like this, and mm-hmm. you can tell that they listen. So a lot of the feedback. Yeah, definitely. I really like games that do that because most of the time the community is in sync with what is expected and what they kind of prefer versus what they don't like about the game. So. So what don't you like about the game, Alex? What, what? would you? What would your feedback to Bungie be? Because I know they're listening. <laughs> they gotta be right. I mean, well, come on, we're on. That's entertaining. Of course they're listening. So. I'm a big PvP person, so I play online a lot against other players, and I think there's certain aspects of the the PvP world that break the game a little bit. There are certain guns that are overpowered, there are certain things that I would change about, you know, how much damage they do and, you know, how how quick they are to to do the damage. Um, Other than that, I wouldn't change too much about the PvP. It's got a real nice competitive aspect to it as does all Bungie games if anybody is you know played halo the original halo not this new age stuff new age that they're calling halo Ah. but um i I guess the other thing that i would change about it is i would make it a little more open source with i would let the players determine you know there's some playlists that you go into that you have to have pre-made teams Mm -hmm. um and sometimes you're not always with you know two or they have you know teams of three or teams of six sometimes you're not always with you know two other people or five other people it may be hard to get that just looking online um so i i would appreciate bungie if you're listening i would appreciate that if you just made it a little more open source let the players choose if they want a pre-made team if they don't they can just go into your matchmaking system and you can match them up with other players that way there's not a lot of downtime for me going around trying to search for other players to play with me that I may not know. That's always been the problem with Destiny. There's a lot of downtime. Exactly. And I don't want to waste time, but I also, if I'm by myself, I want to be able to get to the highest level that I can attain without having to have five other people with me. 
Well, that, that's the whole aspect of the MMO kind of feel is that once you get to a certain level, you need other people to do raids or other things with you. Which I'm fine with. But, but you're talking about the PvP side of things. I'm more the PvE kind of guy. Well, and you know, raids are PvE, but you still need to be with other people. I, I guess my point is, if I'm going to spend the time to... If I have to spend the time to find five other people to do a raid, and they're going to be random people anyway... And they're going to drop out halfway through. Which most of them do... But, I mean, sometimes you get the good groups that mm-hmm. you end up with. But if I'm going to find five random people anyway, why not just throw me in a matchmaking system? Well, have you... So, talking about finding people, have you checked out the Friend Finder on Xbox? They have this little thing now where you can find people that have similar games and interests to yeah, you. Yeah, the Destiny LFG site. No, no, it's actually on Xbox. Oh, it is. So it's in the friends list. It has recommended friends, and then there's an app, actually, that you can go in that will try to find friends based on what you pay, play, based on your achievements, based on everything that it knows about you, because, you know, it knows a lot about you, let's just say. It's Microsoft. They know <laughs> everything. Right. They know they know what you're drinking, because Kinect is on, and everything. Of course. But, no, I mean, they could try that. Like, look that's into a, seeing the re- recommended friends. Yeah, that's a good idea. I did not know that something if like that If I'm existed. a recommended friend, don't add me, because I'm not going to play Destiny with you. So. Oh, okay. Although I might. I, I downloaded the expansion, but I haven't played Did you? Okay. Because I, I bought it. <laughs> the right, season you got pass. the season pass. Perfect, <laughs> yeah. So why haven't you been playing often? What, I mean, is it just you're spending time playing something else, or...? I am a guy that likes story. Okay, well... I... And I've experienced the Destiny story. <laughs> if, if you can call it that, <laughs> sure. And uh, I'm the PvP stuff, I don't know, I tried it out, and I'm like, eh, this wasn't for me. The, the mm-hmm. mechanics were sound, and I can see why you would like it. Sure. It looks fine. I mean, it looks good. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a good-looking game. Yeah. It plays well, and the community is competitive there, but I just... If I'm going to dedicate time to something, I want to feel like I'm moving along, right? I want to feel like I'm actually achieving something. So, like what I've been playing recently, I've been progressing in a story, which I'll talk about when I get to my part. Sure. But I want to to achieve something at the end of the day. And with Destiny, I played it a lot. I don't know how many hours I logged into that game. I, pl- I played it a lot. Not mm-hmm. as much as you, obviously, now. Well, I can't come close to <laughs> just all my time. But I... Uh, I just felt like I was getting to a point where it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun anymore. It was just, I was doing it because I felt like I had to. Like, I was doing the raids, which weren't fun, because they they aren't... Have you played all the raids? Yeah. They're not fun. I I don't find them fun. Like, they're tedious. You have to do things in a very specific way, this and that, which a lot of people like. Mm -hmm. I don't. Sure. Like, the whole sneaking around, getting past the the big orbs or whatever in the caves to get in that one raid. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I mean, the Oracle fight was kind of fun, but then I, I mean, I was always just the guy that was killing the Oracles. I was never attacking the big guy. Well, I did when when the guy with the sword or whatever took him down. Sure. Or is it a shuriken? I don't even know what it was. Are you talking in the original raid? In the original. In the original raid, raid they have the oracle that has the shield that's going around it. Right. That's the bigger guy. Uh-huh. But you got to be the the relic. You got to hold the relic. Right. And charges up, takes down the shield, and then everybody can shoot the oracle or the the templar. I think is, is what he's called. Yeah, but the templar. You were the guy that was running around there going, Nathan. There's a big ball of light over here. Shoot it. Yeah, that was yeah. me. <laughs> that was because I would take out because I had a I had a, a legendary weapon or whatever it was. Sure. And so my weapon was like one shot. I could ch- one shot all those oracles. Oh wow, that's nice. And so that's what I was focusing on when I was playing those raids. 
I'm trying to look up on my app here to see how many hours I've actually logged because now I'm actually kind of curious. But that's that's kind of the reason why. I, I, and, I you know, I can understand that. Raids are not my, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get on, play you know, play Destiny and do a raid. That's not my go-to thing. Like I said, I play online. I like, I like playing against other players because, I don't know, it, when you play against a computer, even in a story mode, like I can see how people get immersed into the actual story part of it. Mm -hmm. But when you play against other players, you have that every game is different factor. You feel a certain sense of accomplishment because you're not just beating an, an artificial intelligence. Right. You're beating another player. And, and, and there's, you know, there's, it's nice to see human error on the other side or, you know, being able to outthink someone else. So that's just kind of what I play PvP for. But Yeah, I mean, because with, with PvP, you get a lot of the, the interactions that make what, what what made Halo fun, right? Because when you were playing Halo back in the Xbox One days, you were playing with your friends or people that you were like met with on like a LAN party or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was always fun because you never knew what they were going to do. They might do something silly, might do something stupid, who knows. Yep. But ultimately, it was always just about having fun. And, yeah, that that's why I can see the allure of PvP. And I think Destiny is in a, a little bit different realm than Halo because it... Um it's not, this is, everybody's a, a Spartan. Everybody mm -hmm. has the same guns. Everybody's on a base. It's like, you worked for what you have and what you earned. And it's fun to just go up against the different combinations of, uh, you know, characters and what they like to use and right. stuff like that. But Yeah, and the one thing about Destiny 2 that hinders me from really giving it another chance I mean, I'll oh, go... Oh, you've given up on it. Well, I, I, have, I have an expansion pack that I need to check out, but I... For the PvP side of things, mm -hmm. is that one thing about Halo that I like is that you start out on the level playing field. Sure. So I can go in there with my, my whatever gun, because I know I'm going to get a better gun by, like, two seconds in if I get to it quick enough. Right. Whereas in this PvP, you launch with whatever you have, you've gotten this legendary gun which will kill me like before I even know you're there. Right. As opposed to me starting with my little whoever knows, like little my little Right. I don't even know what the weapons are in Destiny. Right. <laughs> I, I, I get you I, I see the symbols you're making. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of my biggest complaints about Destiny right now. See when you're playing in PvP, it's supposed to be a level playing field as close as it can be. Mm -hmm. Everybody's armor is set the same way and, you know, this type of gun does the same kind of damage you know, over a period of time. They're supposed to kill in the in the same amount of time. Unfortunately, right. like I said, there's a few weapons that break the game, like you're referring to, and, and that's, I think, my biggest gripe about Destiny. So, yeah. better balance for that level playing field that us old-school Halo players are, are used to having. Yeah, and speaking of old-school Halo, ODST is dropping on the Xbox One pretty soon. Prepare right. for drop. Have you played? Did you uh, play ODST? I did play ODST. I was a huge fan of the uh, the firefight mm -hmm. mode in there. I thought so it was wait a second, so much better in ODST than it was in Reach. I think they just tried to do too much with this. You're a PvP guy. Of course, I'm a PvP guy. I'm not saying that I just <laughs> I don't explore all aspects of the other game. You know, of the game. I just uh, <laughs> when I sit down and I have you know just a little bit of time, I I like to just hop on, play a few games, and know that I can you know be done and not feel committed to an hour because this is where I am in the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's my feelings on Destiny. That's fine, and we don't have to talk about it the whole time. I, I know <laughs> I can get on a roll and I can go, but 
So ODST launches for Xbox One. Is that a separate standalone title, or is that something that they're going to be adding? I think it's part of the collection. So okay, if you good. had the collection... Which I do. And you played it before December something... Which... You should have if you got it, like, at launch. I got it a few weeks after launch. I don't know. I, I want to say that I got it in January, though. What if... Okay, let's say... What if I played so it after if you January? Got it, if you got it after January, you'll be able to buy it. I don't know what it is. Like, Ugh. 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it is. As part of that pack, as part of the collection. But I don't know, they haven't released prices or anything, but if you played it before December something, you get it free. Okay, so let, let's, I'm going to bring up another complaint I have, okay? <laughs> this, this is complaint this, cast. This is, okay, this is the point I was making about Bungie when I said earlier, like, this new age Halo crap, okay? So, 343, which has taken over right. the creation of Halo and the newer Halo games, right? They've come out with this system, and they said, we want to celebrate all the previous Halo games, so let's put them all into one game. Brilliant. I love it. That's why I bought it. Okay? But when it came out, I'm sure everybody is aware, anybody that's played it, it was a huge flop. It wasn't a flop. Oh, it was, so, it was horrible. Matchmaking didn't work quite right, which is ironic because Halo made they matchmaking. They revolutionized the industry, <laughs> and they completely failed. And they were saying that it was because they had four different games in there with four different game engines, and it was hard to put them all into one game, which I understand. That's what testing's for. Mm -hmm. That's what extreme testing is for, especially when you're trying this, you know, putting four game engines into one disc. I don't think I've ever seen that in any other game. I don't know if you have, but that's something completely new. Yeah. Right? So they failed on that. Let's be honest, I'm a PvP guy. That was a complete fail. Unless you do custom games, then you're just fine. Well, yeah, because it's a LAN. Because it's just a LAN for anything. So you can get your buddies and say, hey, let's play some of this. I mean, me being a story guy, I could run through the story just fine. Right. Or do the co-op missions and all the story just fine. So, I mean, I did some of the PvP stuff, and I did matchmaking, and it always seemed to work for me. I never had an issue. (laughs) I don't know. Of course. Maybe it's because I got that, you know... The little tag on my Xbox that yeah. says 11-year member, just make everything work. Right, yeah, so. <laughs> that's how they do it. Priority member. That's right. And you played it close to launch, mm-hmm. like when it came out and it was fine for you, then you must have been some of the lucky ones. I mean, I mean I, there, there were times where, like if I was in a group of people mm-hmm. trying to matchmake, then it would just never find something. Yeah, obviously the matchmaking, finding players was the, the, the big issue. You had to wait, you know, five, ten minutes to find players. But, I mean, there, there were just basic user interface glitches where mm-hmm. people would be dropped from your party the game would freeze up and you'd have to reload it i don't know it's a I'm, I, now i'm talking to you 343 <laughs> because of the issues with the game i find it extremely offensive that you're going to make the people that purchased the game that you failed on just because we didn't play it before a certain date have to buy another aspect of the game which i think odst and reach if, come on, if we're celebrating the Master Chief Collection, all those games should have been in there anyway. Just number one. Because so, Chief was in Reach. You just didn't... He, I mean, it was either him or Linda. Who knows which one it is. And I think it's more of a... I mean, I know that they're calling it the Master Chief Collection, but it's more of a collection of all the previous Halo games. And I I don't know. Except I, for Halo Wars. Yeah, that that doesn't count. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> and Spartan Assault's not in there either. I mean, is Spartan Strike... Like yeah, a mobile game. That top-down shooter one, which I have that anyway. I still haven't beaten. Which, if they really wanted to get technical, they could have given you codes to download that game for free. 
Could have. I don't know if it's already free. It was it was free for games with gold for a while. Okay. So I mean, you might have missed that one too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm gonna protest on this one, and I'm not gonna buy ODST just specifically because I think that they should do something for their community that purchased the game with a certain expectation that was not met. Did you buy it digitally? No, I have a hard copy. I like hard copies because I like to share with my friends. <laughs> I like I like hard copies because they're cheaper, usually. Oh, okay. But and then I can trade them in or go yeah, for that. Yeah, tangible. But some things I I get digitally. Like I got ODST era Master Chief Collection digitally. I know you sell all your your physical games to me, <laughs> just so you can buy them digitally. There you go. <laughs> Was that, was that Dragon Age? Yep. <laughs> Dragon Age and then Forza, and I haven't touched either one of them They're yet. They're so... Those are two amazing games, well, man. Well, I'm almost done with the Forza standalone. That's just the Fast and the Furious. and then Almost done? That was almost, like one sitting. I Come know. On. I'm, like, I'm like on eight out of ten cars. <laughs> but, yeah, once I'm done with that, then I'll be able to move to the regular Forza. And then Dragon Age, I don't know. It, if I'm going to dedicate my time to a game like that, I've been thinking about just getting Elder Scrolls Online when it comes out to console and dedicating on that type of game. And here we go. Here comes the size. What's... Not a fan of Elder Scrolls? I, I mean, I played Oblivion. Okay. I own you probably Skyrim, played, but I never played it. We had this discussion. You, like, only played Oblivion. You never played Morrowind. You never played Skyrim. Right. So you probably played, my opinion, the worst one... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, I didn't have you to guide game. me at the time. I was just well, like, "Ooh, this is cool," and yeah. But I think if you're gonna play a game like that, yeah, it's an online game, so it still speaks to you, and it probably has PvP aspects to it. But I hope so. Um, I just there's been so much controversy, not controversy, but failed starting. We'll call it on mm-hmm. that game is that it's been released on PC for like a year now. Yeah. Um, but it takes forever for it to come out on the console, which is doesn't bode well for it. So Yeah. No, I, th- I, I think you'll be disappointed if you if you do. I I definitely think that's a game that you want to wait for a review for. Or maybe rent before yeah, I buy. If they allow that. And I don't remember I think they may have come out recently and said that you don't have to have the the monthly subscription, but if they do that Oh. I'm definitely... That's nothing. Yes. that uh, The only reason I'm actually considering this game is because I heard they dropped the subscription mm-hmm. on top of the Xbox Live subscription mm-hmm. we already pay. I don't know how that works between the games. Like, if they offer some kind of an online service in their game, if they get a portion of Microsoft, like, XBL, I yeah. don't know. But it seems silly for me to pay for Xbox Live and then to pay to play a game. That's what I'm already paying for. It's like, you know, double dipping. Right. So I heard they dropped it, though. That's why I'm going to give it a try. And I've had... I like the Elder Scrolls games, so that's another reason I'd be a little more familiar with it. But on your recommendation, maybe I'll wait to see the review or rent before I buy. and If it ever actually comes out. They may cancel it. Who knows? Yeah. It's December and now what we're coming on June and they finally got some posters out saying that it's coming out on the ninth I think but of June yes okay well there that's what we saw at Best Buy there's some hope for you at yeah least. we'll see anything else you've been entertained by recently sir uh well uh, aside from games uh, I rewatched all of the original Star Wars well not original original and prequel I watched all six Star Wars recently. Been, Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Been a, I made a weekend of it. I, I was sick this past weekend, so um, 
when you're in bed, you know, <laughs> put on Star Wars. That's the rule. Have you watched the Clone Wars yet? I'm working through it. I've seen it's a couple Netflix. episodes. Okay. I, to be honest, I'm just I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the uh, digital animation, and um, I don't know the stories. Because so, I was looking online, they have a specific order that you want to watch them in. Yeah, because they the were aired line. out of order. They were aired out of which I still don't understand how that was. But I've been trying to go through and watch them according to the actual timeline. Mm-hmm. It's just because they aired them in a certain order, it makes sense. It makes some sense on one end to watch them in the order that they were aired, and then it makes some sense to watch them in the timeline that they're abiding by. Because there's season gaps sometimes. Like, a season three episode takes place in season one. Yeah, it's the very first episode that you should watch is an episode in season three. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. It's hard for me to get into. I'd rather just go episode all in order, but... um, Or at least maybe Netflix. We know that you're listening to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here we go. And I think that you guys should... Serenity is... Or Firefly is the same way. Yeah. Is take these shows... And put them in the way that they were supposed to be watched. Don't put them in the way that they were aired, yep. but put them in a way that they were actually supposed to be seen with the production numbers, the story. So that way it makes more sense. We can actually binge watch them yeah. and go from there that way. Yeah, because the reason people use Netflix is because it's it's cheap right. you know, to get it's all the easy. content. And it's easy. Yes. Yeah. You sit down, you just want to put it on, not have to worry about... How hard do I have to work to get this content to watch mm-hmm. it? It's already there for you. And that's probably that's probably part of the reason why you're kind of waning on Clone Wars is that you have to do you have to put forth a little bit of work to it to find out when I gotta watch this one. Oh wait, I watched this one that's supposed to be here, but why is it here? Why does this animation look horrible? This one looks excellent. Exactly. Yes, I'm a lazy <laughs> watcher. I'll admit it. I'm the first one to admit it. Absolutely, I'm lazy. Well, at least you don't have to get up and change a disc out. Right, <laughs> but, I, but you know what, though? I'm paying monthly to be lazy. That's the rule. <laughs> you should have Netflix come that's out the and, deal. and do do the research for you. Just like, all right, now you watch this one. Now we're going to leave. We'll be yes, back in 30 that's, minutes. That would be a great addition to Netflix. I definitely agree. Because they could Netflix still Netflix concierge. They could, yes. Okay, <laughs> even make us pay like an extra dollar or something for it. I don't care. But outside of that, watching Star Wars, I've been trying to muscle through that because once I get through the Clone Wars, then I can start on Rebels. Is it Rebels? Rebels, yeah. Rebels. That, that takes place between episodes three and four. Yeah, so. That's I've, really good. And I've that's, heard good things about that, too. Is that in the same way where the timeline is out of order? No, it's sequential so far. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, it's it's all takes place okay. in order. And it actually, Clone Wars did this a little bit, but it references things that happen in, you know, early episodes in the season towards the end. Sure. So, like, in the final two episodes, it ref- answers some questions, like, what happened to this thing? Right. And then it's like, oh, there it is. Right. And they are all canon. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, 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 I'll be honest, I don't think I'd watch it if it wasn't canon. It's I, excellent, though. I like to keep the stories, you know, straight in one universe of what I know is just, this is true. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else, you just... And kind of get confused sometimes. So, was it you that asked me about a book recommendation too for Star Wars? Yeah, in what order should I read the canon? So, there's a lot of books now available. Right. So, there's the Rebels book tie in, there's the Tarkin book. Uh, they take place in the same time frame. There's Lords of the Sith, mm-hmm. uh, which actually um, Jason Lacey, who does a podcast, Flux Deposed, uh, recently finished his, and he read it in like a week. Wow. Like, he plowed through that, like, yeah. he latched onto it. And I have that book sitting at home, um, but that's probably the one that you would want to read first. To start with, okay. Yeah, I don't think it really matters at what order you read them. 
because, I mean, I don't think they reference each other yet. Sure. But they probably will eventually. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how, how close-knit these writers had to work together to get their stories put out. But Well, they, once they go with the fact that they're going to be canon, I think they have to work with George Lucas at some point. Or the they story did. group. Yeah, the mm-hmm. story group, the, the official story group, to make sure that they're okay with what they're going to be writing. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that they... <laughs> Did their research together and, you know... Yeah, did a little bit of research here, man. That was all right. It worked out. Yeah. So, so you've been watching Star Wars. What else? Uh, one show that I... You know, it's taken me a while to find a show that I'm really into. And I think I'm just not a fan of these newer shows. They just... they New shows these days. Yeah, catch yeah, when I was a boy, yeah, I just... <laughs> There's something about the way that shows in the early 2000s and the 1990s were filmed. There's just something away a way about how they were filmed that just I don't know, it speaks to me more. I like the, you know, watching them more than this newer age, it's got to fill it up with blood and sex and, you know, stuff like that. Not a huge fan. So, I've been watching Jericho. I don't know if you've seen it. I think I've seen maybe the first episode. Okay, it's very slow starting, but once you get into it, it's an amazing show. I'm very hooked in it right now, and and I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, how have you not seen Jericho already? Because I know that Jericho had like this huge cult following, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were really upset when it was canceled. And it actually was canceled after the first season, and then everybody lobbied for it to come back. So it came back for a second season, only lasted seven episodes, and then it was canceled again. So... But I'm really into the first season right now. I'm really liking it a lot. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's about a small Kansas town that uh, just wakes up one day and there's a, a, a nuclear bomb that goes off. And apparently the United States is under attack of some kind. And it's about their struggle to survive the, the nuclear blast and what the world has become after we've been attacked. So very good, very good acting, um, very good writing, very good just the way that it's filmed. It's like what I said, it's an older show. I think it's 2002 or something like that. But uh, So that's what I've been binge-watching as uh, much as I can. Outside of, you know, throwing in Star Wars. Yeah, but, that's good. Yeah. So I, too, have been binge-watching something recently. I'm sure you have. So only one thing, though. I, I didn't throw in Star Wars in the mix because, you know, I, I've seen those movies 500 times. I'm sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll never... I'll never not watch Star Wars if the opportunity arises. Right. I'm, I was just going to ask, do they lose their lust after the 500th time? <laughs> no, I mean, no. you always find something new. There's always a character you see in the background. It's like, what? Yes, that's why they're great. Exactly. Um, but I've been binge-watching Arrow, uh, specifically okay. season two, because I watched the first season. What did you think? Um, of the first season? Yeah, because I saw a couple episodes of the first season, and it just wasn't something that I... Got into. It was okay at the time. That's why it's taken me this long, honestly, to get to season two. Mm-hmm. Because I've been like, eh, about it. Um, but honestly, The Flash made me want to go back and watch this season. Okay. And, and the good buzz I've heard about season two anyway. So I started binge-watching that, like, this weekend. And I think we watched some episodes last night. And we're probably, like, to episode 20 or so of the season. Wow. Um, and it's it's actually pretty good. Honestly. Okay. So if you are looking for something else to watch, the first season was kind of a slow start a little bit. Um, compare it to Daredevil, it really doesn't compare. Yeah. So Daredevil that's kind of your, yeah. That's kind of the problem is, but Daredevil is also shorter, um, mm-hmm. where I think it's only 13 episodes yep. for Daredevil. That sounds right. And 
Arrow's like 24 or 23 in a season. Okay. So I would recommend... I, I've been sucked into the story. The story's actually really good. Okay. Um, I'm not super familiar with the Green Arrow comics and how it all interplays, yeah. but, yeah. I mean, they're making their own story anyway. The, one of the episodes I saw, there was a Suicide Squad episode. So oh, wow. it was interesting to see how that all works out and how it plays. So mm-hmm. uh, there is even a little brief cameo of a character that you wouldn't have expected that kind of you heard but you didn't see. Sure. So if uh, if you're interested in the DC Comics... I definitely think that Arrow is worth watching. I've I've heard mixed reviews about the third season. I haven't seen anything of the third, which is which just aired on the CW. So when that comes to Netflix, I'll probably watch that as well. But The Flash, I really liked. So Barry Allen is in season two, and he actually becomes a Flash. Or whatever happens to create the Flash happens in season two of Arrow. Okay. So. And. I heard that they do crossover episodes mm-hmm. in Flash yep. with Arrow. Okay. So there, there's episodes uh, that will happen in Season 3 of Arrow that the Flash will be in and vice versa. So they, they start going back and forth in the third season of Arrow. Okay. But you get the, the kind of the soft introduction to the characters in Season 2 of Arrow. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, like I said, I saw the first couple episodes. If you're telling me that it's slow starting and then it's going to... It's going to build and it's going to hook me because I like Daredevil a lot. I know that it doesn't compare. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still... I mean, it's not... So it's not bad. In the first season of Arrow, and this is a big part of the show, is that in the first season, he's killing people. He's a vigilante. He's, sure. he's just killing bad people because he feels justified in his cause. Something happens then towards the end of the season where in the second season, then he swears off killing. Hmm. So it makes things a little bit more interesting uh, at that at that time, and then the interplay with other characters who don't really see the need in not killing too is uh, is good. Okay. And you get good introductions of a, there's an overarching villain the whole season that you kind of like the Kingpin kind of built sure. up to him. There's an overarching villain that takes you know maneuvering a lot of stuff in the background, all these little things, and then you finally start to see him. Right. Uh, towards the latter half. Good. I like uh, I like it when they have one big bad. You yeah. know, and there's character development. So that way, when uh, you know the showdown actually happens between the protagonist and the antagonist, it's it's much more meaningful for mm-hmm. the viewer. So that's good. It's good episodes. It's good. It's good binge watching. Okay. So it, that's what I need. They have good little hooks to each one. Like let's go to the next one. Right. So, and they're like 41 minutes long because they had commercials and stuff in them. So okay. Uh, it's it's nice. Uh, that's all I've been watching. I haven't watched anything else other than good, that. Because yeah. I know how you like to have like you know four or five different screens going. Well, I had seven episodes going at once. And I was like, this isn't making any sense. <laughs> I got hold on a second. So I just pared it down to one screen this time and oh, just been boy. watching this. But while I have been watching, um, sometimes you know I'll pull up my phone and launch Hearthstone <laughs> and play a little bit of that. Uh, that's. My mobile game of choice right now has been Hearthstone. Okay. After my last podcast when I recorded with Pablo, shout out to Pablo, um, I played some Hearthstone and I brought him back into the fold, I think, because he said that he kind of put it away for a while and he, he launched it back up to play with me and he thinks that I sucked him back in. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's pretty fun. It's a good game. It's kind of addicting. If you are familiar with the um, World of Warcraft I was Universe. just going to say, that that sounds a lot like World of Warcraft, especially mm-hmm. how you get sucked back in. Yeah. So if you're familiar with the with the Warcraft universe, it uh, it it takes a lot of those characters 
and lets you use them, those classes and different things. And it's a card game, but it it's easy to learn and relatively quick per round, so it's it's fun. Is it PvP? It is. Oh my gosh. There's PvC and PvP. Perfect. You would love it. You would you would you would lose this is all sounding, your time. Yes, this is sounding like yeah, all the time that I have now gone. <laughs> so when you're talking to someone on the phone, you're like, hold on a second, I gotta blow up Hearthstone. All right, here we go. What's going on? I'm sure that would work well with my fiance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, she'll understand, right? Or you get her to play it too, and you play it together. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. That's what I did with Destiny. She's hooked on Destiny now. No. Yes. Seriously? Seriously. What? I am dead serious. She bought her own Xbox One, and we sit next to each other, and that's how we waste our time. A good majority of our time. And that's the dream. You find a game that you like, you suck your girl in, and then you just... Yes, it's it's perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good that you have a common shared interest, but I, I'm surprised it was Destiny. Yeah. Was she a gamer before that? Uh, yeah, but like just a you know I'm not trying to stereotype just like a girl gamer like you know she liked the Mario games and just basic things. So like she that. hadn't played a shooter before that. Right. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Well, so. That's a good introduction for a shooter, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there's a vast world that she can experience now because she's got herself familiar with the mechanics. She should play through Halo. You guys should play through Halo the storyline together. Yeah, she. Co-op. We we talked about it, but then we started playing Destiny, and I think she just likes the fact that, you know, like a lot of girls that aren't real gamers she likes the fact that she can customize her character and make what, her what did look... you say a lot of girls that are what that or a lot of girls that are like real gamers okay you know what i mean like you know uh-huh. like i'm a real gamer there's guys that aren't real gamers mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like a lot of the girls that are outside of the ones that are real gamers tread lightly here yeah I, i'm trying to choose my words very carefully you have real gamers and then you have fake gamers they're the ones that just like to enjoy game i'm not you know excluding males and females you know whatever you have people that are real gamers, and then you have people that are fake gamers, right? For the girls that are real gamers, I'm excluding them, just like I would the guy gamers that are real gamers. <laughs> but my girlfriend... Dig yourself out of this yeah, hole. <laughs> I'm trying. We'll have to cut this out of the recording. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she just likes the fact that she can customize her character and um, you know, look at her and make her all pretty and say, hey, that's that's me. I look, I look awesome. And There's not... There's not that much customization that you can do in Destiny, though. Not? You can tint your armor, and you can get different armor pieces, but... Right. Yeah. Well, that's the difference that, I guess, between the Halo, you know, lack of customization there. She just appreciates it. And, I mean, uh, of course, she's got to have fun playing the game. Mm -hmm. She's a big PvE fan, so she likes the raids and stuff like that, because she likes talking with other people. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, I've been playing... Hearthstone. Okay. I'm going to have to try it now because... It's free. PvP. Download it. It's free. Perfect. I don't know if it's on... What are you on? Android? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's not like I have a Blackberry or a Windows phone. Jeez. But uh, I think it is on Android now, but it it depends on the version of Android that you have. So, like, some models it'll work on, some models it won't. Okay. Like, depending on which generation you have. Okay. um, not to disparage Android. No, oh, yeah, because that wasn't what that comment was for. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, other than that, I've been playing The Witcher. Yes. Wild Hunt. Now, what have you heard about this game? Have I've, you heard anything from I've this? heard the music. <laughs> That's true. Uh, how, how did you come about hearing that? Uh, well, we were going to lunch one day, and you put it on, and... 
I didn't look at the screen to see what was actually playing, but I was like, hmm, this sounds a lot like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's getting me all pumped up. <laughs> pumped up to get some brisket or whatever yeah, we're to get. I don't know what it was. A salad, probably. <laughs> well, not me, but... <laughs> yeah, I heard the music, and the score is really good. It, it reminds me a lot of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean or, like, when, you know, you first started playing Legend of Zelda, and you just hear the really good music, and it makes you want to play. It's a good game. And that's what I've heard, too. I haven't had the time... I, I haven't seen any gameplay. I haven't played any myself, but... Um, is it it's similar to Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age? So it's probably more similar to Elder Scrolls than it would be to Dragon Age because okay. you're one person. So you don't have a team like you do in Dragon Age. And combat is really good. Okay. So, like, you can do heavy attacks, light attacks. You have, like, you know, your different abilities you can use. Is it first person, third person? Third can you person. toggle? Okay. I don't think you can toggle. I think okay. it's all just third. All third, okay. But it, it's really cool. I mean, there is a first person, like, when you're aiming your crossbow. It kind of sure. goes over the shoulder kind of aiming. But uh, I have been playing that game. How many hours do you think I've logged into that so far? It just came out last Tuesday. 100,000. <laughs> okay. All hours. right. We'll have to be realistic. Let's say let's say 80. That's realistic? Yes. No, no. Well, for, come on. Realistic for you. For, for me, binge watching Arrow. Remember. Okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple. One day, 24 hours. Exactly 24 hours. Oh, look at that. How beautiful. <laughs> so, and I haven't played it for a couple of days. I'm kind of going through the draws. Sure. I might have to load up the soundtrack later just to hear it a little bit better. But uh, <laughs> um, I am really into this game. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I am is because, like I said, I'm a single-player story kind of guy. Sure. I'm The, the story is what drives me to okay. complete a game. And with this game, yeah, you're leveling up your character. You know, you're getting your abilities and your slots. You're getting different weapons and armors and stuff. And you can change the way your guy looks. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really liking about this game is the writing, the story, is immense. Okay. If if you like story. Who doesn't like story? I mean, you want to know saying. that you have a good story going, even though I'm a PvP guy. Now, I have to say this, just because it was a comment that I saw on, on Reddit, and it made me laugh, and it made me think of you. And it made me think of our earlier discussion in this episode with Destiny. Oh boy. <laughs> There's more story in the tutorial of The Witcher than there is oh. in all of Destiny. Uh, and, and you know what? I love Destiny, but and I haven't played The Witcher, but I can probably almost say that that, that is true. Uh, Destiny is lacking in the story. I, I think my only gripe about Witcher is that it's just single player. You take all this time and you go through the story, and yes, it's awesome to you know, go through the story and, and hear the story and be a part of the story. But at the end of it, when it's done, you've progressed this character, you've built up this character, and then what do you do with it? So there's going to be in-game content. So there will be okay. expansion packs that come out that add like 24 more hours of story, 15 more hours of story on the two that are planned. Okay. And they're releasing new content free, weekly, Is uh, it open it world? Out. Yeah. It's a huge, it's, and it's, it's a vast open world. Okay, and it's, and it's an evolving open world? Yeah, and it's it's probably the most impressive open world that I've seen in a video game. Okay. Which, I mean, that's saying so that a lot, because Dragon Age was a really good open world. Yeah. This is even better, I think. Okay. And you have dynamic day and nights. Okay. You have, like, sunrise, sunset, everything's sure. progressing. The the lighting is, is tremendous, first off. And the... The weather system is in place, so it could start raining out of nowhere. 
it can just like the wind will blow really well, and the, you'll see like the grass and the trees like moving around in the wind. It's awesome. It's there's crazy detail in this game. Yeah. Not to mention crazy monsters and stuff to fight, and it's really good combat. That's that's why it's been sucking me in for those twenty four hours. Sure. I definitely recommend you not being really a single player guy. Mm-hmm. Rent it and give it a shot. I mean, you'll have to give it a few hours to go to understand how to play the game sure. the tutorial like I said there's more there's like seven hours of tutorial in a way sure so but get your character leveled up to a way that you can actually fight some some stuff because you have what's really cool is you have armor that you choose you have two swords one for like monsters and one for human people crossbow that you'll unlock eventually you have bombs grenades um, abilities like armor and fire and stuff, whatever. Like Legend of Zelda, a little bit. It Bombs may, and yeah, it could be. I mean, you make arrows. potions yeah, and everything else. Oh, man, you can put like oil on your sword to do different damage. Do they and have stuff. crafting or professions or anything like that. Not professions, but there's crafting. So okay. there's alchemy. Okay. So you can build your bombs and your uh, potions and different things in the alchemy tree. So you find all these flowers and whatever throughout the the world. Craft them together, and then you get your stuff. So, can do you have like different character progression builds that you can work with? Yeah. So there's different trees. Okay. Which will be different abilities. Like there's the more melee combat ability with like light attack, heavy sure. attack, uh, defense kind of tree, and then there's like your abilities for your fire, your mind manipulation, and things like that. Okay. There's a general. There is an alchemy, and then there's one for mutagen, mutagens. Okay. So there's like these other little things that you can do. There's a lot of depth to it, and I think that you would like it if you are thinking about the Elder Scrolls Online, for instance. You'd probably like this, especially if there's a fee for Elder Scrolls Online. Just check this out. Yeah, absolutely. So my own, I guess my only two questions that I have for you about Witcher is how many characters can you have? Just the one per tag? Well, you can have as many as you want. It's a single-player game. It's a single-player game, but within that game, I can create more than one character? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not all going to be... They're all going to be... Each character that you do would be just like just starting a new story. Okay. So you'll be starting from the beginning for each character, right. but you can go through like different trees. Like, if you want to do more melee combat okay. on one tree as opposed to the other one. But okay. it's the same character, Yeah, though. same character. Okay. And you have, obviously, the ability to change what he wears... Sure. And you have the ability to like change his hair and stuff. But, I mean, he's he's the character. Okay. So you can't really... It's not like um, like GTA Online or something like that where you can create your own character and everything from the ground up. This is a preset character. Sure. With a little bit of customization. Okay. That's fine. Okay. And then that's good. Good to know. And then my other question is, how is the difficulty? It scales. Oh, I shouldn't say it scales. It is good. So you, you start out, like, there's a normal mode where you can just play it if you've never played a Witcher mode before. There's an easier mode than that. And then if you played The Witcher before, like, one or two, which you don't need to to know the story. I've okay. never played the other two. That's good to know. I'm getting into it. Um, and it goes two more above that. So there's, like, okay. a hard and then, like, a nightmare-type mode. Okay, yeah, because I heard somebody talking about it earlier here at work, and they were saying that they were playing it on normal, but they had to actually downgrade to easy because they got stuck. That wasn't me. Oh no no no! I, no, I'm, no <laughs> I don't downgrade. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names, but uh, yeah. <coughs> no. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> Good guess. He sits right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my thing. I I want a game that's challenging. I don't want to. If I'm gonna play a single player game, I'm gonna devote my time to a single player game. I don't want to. 
feel like I'm just mindlessly going through it. I want to have to think. I want to have to, you know, get killed a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I want to have to try to redo it. So I feel accomplished when I actually, you know, beat something. And that's what you get with this game. Good. Like, I've died a lot okay, well, in this game. And you just figure, you figure out a way to beat, like, a werewolf or something like that that keeps healing itself. And you're like, what the heck is this thing doing? Yeah. How do I beat this thing? And then you can you eventually figure and out. You look how it up you online, it. figure it out. And well, you could yeah. if you want to, but like, because uh, you can figure out how it's going to move, what it's going to do before it attacks, and just kind of you get better at fighting it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Bloodborne, a recent release yes. on PlayStation mm-hmm. Four, where that's pretty much all that is. But yeah, don't so, you miss that about the older games? How when you got stuck in something, like you actually had to go figure out how to do it. You couldn't just. Hop online. This is one of those when <laughs> Back I in the was old, a boy. When yeah. we were kids. Yeah, we, we actually, and, and you'd spend so many hours trying to figure out how to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. I miss that. Yeah. And another thing I, I want to say before we move on, because we are running low on our lunch hour time here, mm-hmm. but is... Uh, I mean, I'm good with staying here for the rest of my lunch, or not my lunch, for the rest of my work shift. Uh-huh. Uh, if Yeah, that's not going to Yeah, okay. Well, worth a shot. So... <laughs> So, just uh, one more thing to say on this, which I'll, I'll probably bring it up, you know, in the future episodes, because I'll be playing this for who knows how long, but is the the story actually does really well in, um, with the choices that you make, branching out and having vastly different outcomes. Um, I was talking to another coworker here who had a completely different outcome to an event that I had, and he's like, wait, what? You How, does, how did this happen? So... Very cool. Little choices, big consequences. And it has an evolving world because of that. Okay, good. So, but moving on, just just real quickly before we have to wrap up this first portion of our show. Because, you know, we will extol on the Lost World, Jurassic Park, I'm sure. We had to get our uh, frustrations and our... Complaining about games, Bungie 343, out of the way. Exactly. And now that that's done, we can move on with life. That's right. So, as we typically do on the show, the last release before a new month, we kind of like to overview the movies that are coming out. And, uh, you know, looking at the list for June, there are some that are slim notable, pickings. but it's slim you can pickings. Say it. There's one big one, which is, you know, we're kind of leading into it. Oh but my gosh, it's going to be amazing. It better be amazing. I hope it's amazing. I, I don't have high hopes for that, honestly. But, really? I mean, I have tempered expectations. The trailer, they've done a really good job on the trailers. And, of course, we're talking about Jurassic World. Jurassic World, yeah. Or are we talking about Entourage? No. <laughs> no, no. And, of course, we're talking <laughs> Jurassic about Jurassic World, yeah. Uh, but, no, so Friday, June 1st, uh, Spy, a, a comedy coming out. I think that has Melissa McCarthy maybe in it. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that Some looks... Some trailers it looks decently funny. It's, yeah. it's a renter, though, for me. It's More not a red box yeah. type thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another big one is Insidious Chapter 3. That will probably be the biggest grocer because, I mean, people seem to like those type of Insidious movies. Yeah, I, I'm i a big horror movie watcher, and Insi- the Insidious, the two ones before that, I was I was I thought the story was pretty decent for you know a low-budget horror movie, and um, they were pretty scary. Um, I was a little disappointed to hear that this one's going to be a prequel, though. I would have liked to see a sequel. Yeah. What well, are you going to do? If you want a sequel to a TV show, Entourage is coming out that same day. I've never seen an episode of Entourage. <laughs> and supposedly this takes place after the TV show. So. From the from the name, it just doesn't sound like something I'll be watching anytime soon. Yeah, me either. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next week, June 12th. 
that's when we get Jurassic World, yeah. starring Chris Pratt. So, obviously, I like Chris Pratt. Uh, Lego Movie was great. Guardians was awesome. So, he can... I'll give him a shot at whatever he wants to try to do. So, I'm interested to see what his character is actually supposed to be like in this movie um, and just how it all works out. Now, it is going to be releasing in 3D, and I think it was shot in 3D. So Do you have to see it in 3D? If you want to see it in IMAX, it's probably going to be IMAX 3D only. But... So I'll, I'll probably see it in 3D when it comes out. I'll see it in both. That'll obviously be... You'll see it in both. That'll obviously be the... The cream of the crop for June. Yeah. Right there. The, yeah. the biggest release, I think, because then you go to the next week, Inside Out, which I think is a, a computer-generated animation where it talks about, like, the the different feelings that a person has. Like, I think it's about a little girl and has all these little feelings inside of her. So Inside Out. Then a comedy called Dope. Which, I mean, that sounds like straight I wonder to streaming. what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that's something that'll do really well. And then rounding out the end of the month, now this could be big too, uh, is a sequel to Ted, aptly called oh, yeah. Ted 2. So I wonder how long it took him to come I know, right? Yeah. But, uh, so that's coming out uh, the last Friday of the month, June 26th. So looking at these you know, releases that are coming out. Obviously, for the month, I think the biggest one is going to be Jurassic World. No-brainer, yeah. That's the one I'll be seeing. None other, no other movies on this list even tempt me to really want to go to the theater. I would agree with you there. I don't think, uh, there may be a couple like Insidious Chapter 3 and Ted 2. That's more of a rental. Yeah, maybe even that Melissa McCarthy movie I'll rent and, and check it out when I need a good stupid laugh. But... Yeah, I'm not going to the theater for anything other than Jurassic World. Yeah, same here. Well, what do you say we take a break now? We'll catch up with Jurassic Park, the or the Lost World Jurassic Park, when we, ret- we return with our entertaining thoughts. The Lost World Jurassic Park. Now, I always have a problem with that because I want to say Jurassic Park, The Lost World. But it's technically The Lost World Jurassic Park. Do you have any issues with that title at all? I always just refer to it as The Lost World. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's... Not like Jurassic Park 2? No, no, come on. It's The Lost World. First one's Jurassic Park. And the third one, they just failed at thinking about the, the name. Address <laughs> <Jurassic Park> three. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm going to open this discussion up saying that going into this movie, I really had low expectations because I think I maybe have seen this movie once, possibly twice, and definitely not within the past decade. So, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Now, my memories weren't very fond, we could say, of this movie. In fact, I thought it was corny, and I thought that the city stuff was a lot more than what this movie actually entailed. So, thinking about that, my expectations going into it, and what I actually experienced watching it, I kind of have a different opinion now. How about you? 
Yeah, I I also had low expectations. I I have a copy of the first one, and also have a copy of the third one. And I didn't really see the second one as often. It wasn't available to me, so my expectations were also like, eh, this is my least favorite of the series. But after I watched it, I I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I I thought the story was good. I thought, I mean, I like Jeff Goldblum a lot, Mm -hmm. um, so... It was longer than I remember, too. It was over two yeah, hours long. two hours, yeah. I mean, they could have ended the movie when they got off the island and just not done the whole, you know, going to L.A. or San Diego thing that they did. Yeah, I think there's a purpose for that, though. We'll, we'll have to talk about right. that. So, what are your thoughts overall? Like, what do you, what did you enjoy about this movie? What were you, when you came into it, you said that you didn't have high expectations. Right. What was it that you thought that you were going to see? I guess the last time that I had seen it, I was, it had to have been like 10 years ago at least. So I was mm-hmm. pretty young. Yeah. So I, I guess I just didn't understand the whole concept of the story enough. So watching the first one and then going to the second one, they did, I thought they did a pretty good job of continuing the story um, and, and utilizing most of the same characters, not all of them, but a lot of the same characters were in it. Um, and just kind of building on the original story that was Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was the big aspect that I missed and that I had a hard time remembering. Okay. Also, I mean, if you think about it, the movie came out in, what, 1995? And I thought the special... 97. 97, you're right. It was 93 the first one? Yeah. yeah so 93, 97, I thought the special effects were pretty good. So I, I watched this on Blu-ray. I... I do have the DVD, but I after watching Jurassic Park last week on DVD, I was like, I don't have these on Blu-ray, so I bought them. Oh and so I watched this one now in high definition. And I, I have to say the, the quality was good. It, it has aged well. I agree. Aged, I think, even better than Jurassic Park because there wasn't a lot of the computer stuff, like the whole you know Unix system, things like that, that Jurassic Park had. Right. It was this very one, robotic. Yeah. This one, it had you know some technology things, but... It's not, you know, breaking kind of. It's things that are still actually probably used today that you could see. Yeah, there was like, I think a GPS locator thing that looked kind of old school, but it it felt current, you could say, right? Yeah. So that was one of the things with this movie, and I don't know if they had a lot of puppets still with this or if they had a lot of CG, but man, it looked good. It holds up really well. The dinosaur effects and everything else was great. I agree. I agree. And like I said, I like that they reused a lot of the same characters. Um, Sam Neill, I think, was my favorite character in the whole Jurassic Park series. So mm-hmm. I think maybe part of the reason why I did not like The Lost World he was it. he, yeah, he was not in it. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum's character seemed to play a completely different person than he did the first time, though. Yeah. I mean, he was completely different than he was in Jurassic Park. Like, in Jurassic Park, he didn't care about kids. He had kids. He said it, but he didn't seem to care about them or wives or anything and in those last four years maybe the island changed him and maybe he's starting to think about the stuff now but he seemed like a completely changed character um and it's not just the haircut i mean but that i'm sure had something to do with it so but yeah i do like him as a character but he had a lot of um 
uh, must go faster uh, kind of things, you know. Exactly. And if you would have told me that he would have been the star in the sequel, I probably would have said, well, this sequel's going to suck just because you can't see him as a main role. But obviously, you know, it's like you said, the events of the first movie, Jurassic Park, changed him as a person. Right. And that was that was good character progression, I think, to see. I mean, he still had his quirkiness mm-hmm. there with him, but... Yeah, and it was interesting. They were kind of talking about how he's been on TV and things, talking about Jurassic Park. And I guess nobody believes that this place actually existed. Right. So either there was a cover-up or just something. But I would have thought that news would have gotten out from the people who escaped the island, from the boat people, from somebody. But I guess not. Right, so it's kind of understood in the beginning parts of the uh, movie that Injun had all of the characters from the first movie sign a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. They can't talk about the events on there. And this company, Injun, was that even in the first movie? I never remember seeing Injun remember in the first movie. I remember specify... I, I can't remember. Okay. But that's supposed to be, you know, that's... I can remember that, Hammond Industries. Right. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember off the top of my head if they put the name engine out there in the first movie but apparently they had all the characters sign non-disclosure agreements about when they went to the island they can't talk about the events there until jurassic park was made public of course you know it all went to hell in the first movie but and then it was kind of it was kind of conversation between the guy who is now in control of engine i guess the board of directors overthrew john hammond Mm -hmm. right because voted him out yeah voted him out and that was his nephew. Yes. Yeah. Money. <laughs> Money, right? But yeah, the conversation between him and uh, Dr. Malcolm seemed to indicate that Malcolm went against that non-disclosure agreement, started to talk about it. Engine paid him off to keep quiet, even though he didn't really want to pay off. He just wanted to tell the truth. He wanted people to know what was out there or what Engine was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the result was that nobody believed him. And you can tell one of the first scenes on in the movie is when he's just getting on the train and people are staring at him, making fun like of a, him. Like yeah. a psycho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So you look at this movie, right? And the actors and the characters that were presented in the movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters in this movie was the guy that was like leading the expedition. Yes. I don't know who he was, but he was an awesome actor. I liked his character. There was actually a deleted scene that really kind of fleshed out his character even more. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it, it took place before the events of The Lost World. And then this guy was trying to get him to go on the expedition, and he saw that these guys were, you know, being stupid. And, uh, I forget the forget the right word to use, but um, if you watch the deleted scene, they're, they're messing with this woman who's a waitress who doesn't want to be messed with. And so then he goes and tells him to step off, pretty much, and then says, oh, I can take you with a hand tied behind the back. Right. And so the next scene, you see a hand being tied behind the back, and it's his hand, uh, the the expedition leader's hand tied behind his back, fighting the other guy. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it was actually a really good uh, character development for that. That character, like if you said Dress Park 3 had that guy in main role, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. I like yes, this guy. absolutely. He walked off, and I'm thinking... When I first started watching, I saw him. I'm like, wow, this guy's a badass. Mm-hmm. I really like this guy. And then at the end of the movie, when he does what he came there to do, he gets the T-Rex, he walks away. And I'm like, hmm, for some reason I had in my mind that this guy was going to die 
doing what he wanted to do was to try to take down the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. But he ended up not dying, and now I'm sitting there thinking, why was this guy not in Jurassic Park 3? Mm-hmm. Was he not? I mean, I don't remember. No, right? he it's was not. It, it so was so long. And I don't want to talk too much about Jurassic 3 because I know that you're going to be talking about it next week, but that family that wanted to go to the island, they're recruiting people that had had real-life exposure mm-hmm. to the to the dinosaurs. Why was that guy not a part of, hey... You took down a T-Rex, you know, because, I mean, it all came out at the end of the movie, second one, in the Lost World, when the dinosaurs were exposed to San Diego. Oh, yeah. Why was that guy not recruited by uh-huh. the Kirbys? I mean, this this is insane. That'd be the that'd be the only guy I'd go to the <laughs> island with, right? Yeah. I mean, you took down a T-Rex with a tranquilizer, nonetheless. <laughs> I think maybe two tranquilizer darts, but <laughs> yeah. seriously. Um, but then the opposite of that, like... I kind of had feelings that I liked him, kind of had feelings that I didn't like him, but the Vince Vaughn character in the movie, which I didn't know Vince Vaughn was in this movie, honestly, until I started watching I was like, oh, hey, he's in it. So I didn't really care for his character. <laughs> I, I normally don't care for any Vince Vaughn character <laughs> just because it feels like the same character over and over again. And it's kind of one of those things that when Vince Vaughn pops up in an older movie before he became really popular, you're like, this guy's got to know somebody. Yeah. He had to have known somebody to get this role. And then on top of it, they took, you know, a, a seemingly small guy, I would say, very non-threatening Vince Vaughn, and they made it out to be like, oh, he's just a photographer. And then all of a sudden, he's this badass that John Hammond recruited to protect the few people that he was sending on the island just in case Engine came. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't believe this for a second. This guy is not going to protect anyone. It seems like the other guy should have been, you know, something like that. Yeah, a very down, you know, earthly guy that uh, is uh, immersed in a lot of different cultures. And then, well, in Hammond's defense, he wouldn't have known technically that the other team was going, or maybe he did, or who was leading the other team. So, I mean, and like you said, the 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 hunter guy, his payment was just taking down the T Rex. Right. That's all he wanted. Like his fee, he's like, wave it. I just want the T Rex. Right. Well, Vince Vaughn was recruited by Hammond to go there. Right, Hammond was as as a Protected. as an insurance policy, just in case they don't they specify in there that it's just in case the other right. engine shows up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just it's Vince Vaughn. He's not going to protect anything. Right. <laughs> I I don't see him being a Greenpeace kind of bomber crazy guy. But no. uh, you know, looking at the other characters in this too, there was the I think it was Sarah. His girlfriend. Um, Yeah, his girlfriend. I mean, that was Julianne Moore, right? I didn't know she was in this movie either. I mean, that's that's how long it's been since I've seen this. The only person I remembered was in this movie was Jeff Goldblum. Right, same. And I remember there was a scene where the kids were older down the stairs. That's all I really remember going to this and the T-Rex being in San Diego. See, I don't even remember that, and I don't even remember John Hammond being in it. That's how little... I, I literally thought it was a separate story... That just happened to have Jeff Goldblum in it, and that disconnect. You know, when you're young and you're kid, you know, you that disconnect between the two stories, and you don't really understand what's going on. Man, that Lost World movie that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you put everything together and you start putting the pieces together, it it was a good, uh, it was a good continuation for maybe. And we don't know. Maybe there was some contractual reason why Sam Neill wasn't in it, or you know that the Roland the Hunter guy was not in the third one. For what they were able to acquire, I think they did a pretty good job. I think at that point in time, Jeff Goldblum was probably a bigger actor than Sam Neill because Independence Day was around there, too. I mean, he was co-starring in that. And that was a big movie. I think that was probably 96, maybe 97, Mm -hmm. same time frame. So he was a bigger name. 
And I think Jurassic Park made him that bigger name. And I think The Fly was shortly after Jurassic Park, even. Yeah. Which made Jeff Goldblum, too. So he was a bigger bigger actor. Right, and then you add Vince Vaughn in there, and it's like, wow, star-studded mm-hmm. cast. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> Julianne Moore was probably the bigger... The she second. was pretty big at the time, yeah. too, yes. I'm just not a huge fan of her facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. So you, you look at this movie, and the dinosaurs, right? You have the, t- the T-Rex, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have the the compies. The compies, yes. Which were... So you get... They're the first dinosaurs you see because you have the opening with the girl on the island. Yeah. I thought that girl was dead, honestly. The little girl. Well, yeah. I, I thought that she was dead before they go back into the meeting. Oh, the girl's okay. I pride to say that because it was like, you're going to kill a girl like in the first scene. But then a T-Rex when he's in San Diego eats a dog and I don't like that. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it didn't... Just like the girl didn't show anything. Right, it didn't even show when the compies got that other guy. It just showed the behind blood the log. Water. It just showed the blood in the water, right? But yeah, I I I feel you about the dog. I mean, because it, it showed the T Rex with the cha- <laughs> the, I, the chain and then the dog. I don't like that. <laughs> That's just like it broke my heart. I'm a dog person, right? I have two dogs, right? And I don't like to see like because it showed that scene before where the dog was like you know cowered into the into right. the room. It's just. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it makes you... Yeah, I understand. But, so that aside, obviously, you got the other character that was eaten by a T-Rex. Um, the guy that saved Vince Vaughn friend, and the other yeah, two. The friend, yeah. I liked him. He was he was a good character. He was. I would have preferred Vince Vaughn uh, to be split in half there. Mm-hmm. So. And Vince Vaughn made it out of this thing alive, right? Yeah. yeah. I believe so. Because you don't really see him after he calls in the... No, the reinforcements. Gets, yeah, he gets the chopper and they kind of fly away. I, I half expected that when he called in and they were going to go to meet him there for the chopper, I half expected that the la- that would be the last time that we'd see him, but he'd be dead when they got there. Kind of like in the first movie with Sam Jackson? Yeah, yeah. like when they were call- he was calling it in, it cut away, and then when they came back, a bunch of velociraptors got him. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that I was kind of disappointed about. With The, the velociraptors are, I think, more fearsome than the T-Rex. Well, yeah, because they're they're hunters. They're more agile. Yeah. They're, they hunt in packs. Yes, they're absolutely. quiet. Absolutely. And you don't have the boom, boom. Right, and, and he's he's big and clumsy. And if you stand still, he can't see you. Mm-hmm. Velociraptors should have been in the movie more. It was it was, man. Like I, I think the scariest part of the movie was when they were walking through the the high grass. Right into that cornfield. Yes, saw, like, and the five all, velociraptors. Yes, and they're just closing in, and I'm just like, all of them are gone uh-huh. immediately. Yeah, because none of them could outrun them, and they're just, I forget what they said that they clocked them at, because I don't know science very much for dinosaur speeds, but I forget what they said that they clocked the Velociraptor at in the first movie, but it was faster than the T-Rex for sure. Oh, yeah. But. Well, think about that. Think about how small that Velociraptor is in comparison to one giant step from a T-Rex, and they can outrun the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And so in the first movie, the T-Rex, you know, saved them from the Velociraptors, and the Velociraptors are fighting the T-Rex. Not intentionally, but... Well, yeah, not intentionally. It's not like, good guy T-Rex comes here today. (laughs) I got this. Step back. (laughs) So, you know, I think there's three raptors that are fighting the T-Rex at the Mm -hmm. end, and presumably the the T-Rex beats them. Right. 
I think, because I don't really think you see that re- resolution because they just get... They well, get he there. puts them in his mouth, he, he spits them out, and then mm-hmm. the, the sign falls down, and it's like he's the king of the castle, you know? Yeah. But I have a feeling that if there if there was a pack like there were in that high grass, where they have, like there had to be like six of them, mm-hmm. they, at least when they showed the scene with the you know the lines and the grass coming down, I think a pack of them could take down a T Rex. I'm sure. I mean, you you look at it. If you have those copies, one doesn't make any difference. You can take care of one copy, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe even two. But when they swarm you like that, they're like you know twenty copies going at that guy or that girl. It breaks you down. Mm-hmm. It breaks you down over time. You feel all those bites, and you, mm-hmm. know, you start bleeding everywhere, and that's kind of what happened to the girl. Didn't really stand a chance, but right, definitely the bigger guy. Yeah, and it, it was his own fault. It was karma because they weren't hurting anybody yet, mm-hmm. anyway. But he had oh, to he shock had little, them. Yeah. yeah, and he said, "Well, now they have a reason to fear man." Well, mm-hmm. you you sealed go. your own fate. Exactly, and that guy, that character too. Like I didn't, I didn't care that he died. Like, he just felt like an expendable character. I know he's an actor that's been in other things. I think he was in, independent, or in uh, Armageddon as the Russian guy, but... Yeah, and I think he was uh, he was uh, regular in Prison Break for a couple seasons okay. as well. So, yeah, he's a pretty decent actor. It's yeah. just like one his, of those things where it was like... His character was kind of... Very yeah. forgettable. And he was like the second in command for that for that. I uh, wouldn't have guessed until... He, you know, until Roland came up to him and said, you know, I'm not leaving you in charge anymore. Mm-hmm. I would not have guessed that he was the second in command. Yeah. So that guy didn't care that he died. No, I, and he seemed more good. upset, the main hunter guy, Roland. Yeah. He seemed more upset Cause at the end, that he the like, doctor died, yes. the Indian doctor died, than uh-huh. his second in command. It was just, it was just, uh, yeah, it was just odd. So, and for like an hour and 40 minutes, we're on the island. Which, again, is longer than I thought was this movie. And then maybe half an hour or 25 minutes... If that, yeah. ...you get into the city side of things. It's not on the city for long. And I thought, maybe from the trailers or maybe that's what stood out when I was watching it as a kid... Right. ...is that there was a lot more that happened on, you know, mainland than there was in the island. Yeah, you'd think a half-and-half half split, mm-hmm. hour hour piece, that would have been pretty decent. But like you said, it seems like it would... I would have rather they just leave that off and put it in... An, another movie mm-hmm. or just give us you know more of a half and half split mm-hmm. now it almost felt like you know the director or Spielberg maybe wanted to write or make two movies mm-hmm. first one being them getting like a King Kong right sure. them going to the island and bringing back the King of the Jungle and then the second one would be dealing with the King of the Jungle in um, the city but I don't know why that they didn't do it but anyway we, talk, we have to talk escalation. Okay. So, in the first movie, you only saw one T-Rex, right? Right. In the second movie, you see two. Right. You see a male and a female. And then you see the baby later on. Right. So, they really amped up the dinosaurs in this movie. I mean, you didn't see Dilophosaurus in this one, which I was kind of expecting for him to pop up, actually. The one that has the... Uh, the skin that fills out the, that killed the Dodson character? Right. No, it, not Dodson. It, um, it seems like they have their basic set of dinosaurs, your T-Rex, your raptor, your bronchiosaurus, you know, a couple other herbivores, stegosaurus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, and then they throw in a specialty dinosaur that reminds you, when I see this dinosaur, I'm watching Jurassic Park 1. Or when I see the compies, I'm seeing The Lost World. Because I, I, I don't know if you can remind me or not, were the compies in Jurassic Park 3? I... In 3? Yeah. I don't remember anything about three. Oh, okay. Like we'll, we'll three, talk about this next week. The then. only thing I remember about three, which next week is like 
The pterodactyls. That's all I remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's the specialty dinosaur for that movie. Then. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. like some kind of an order in what dinosaurs, and then in this new one, Jurassic World. Not to stray off topic, but they have that newly bred one that they still have neglected to show mm-hmm. in the trailers. Yeah. And I'm still trepidatious about that going because you have a genetically modified dinosaur that's never going to end well for anybody. So. I think that's actually one of the lines in the movie. Said, <laughs> it could Who's be. great idea was this? Yeah. I could see Chris Pratt, you know, you know, putting out that line or something. So, in this movie, too, you have, obviously, this island that was Site B. is where they kind of manufactured the dinosaurs and brought them to the park island, right? So, it was a, a throwaway line, but they explained, however loose of an explanation it is why they were able to survive without the chromosome for males because they were all bred females so it was that the herbivores ate some plant life that was high in lysine that can create the Y chromosome and create the the change that would have to happen to be able to breed and then the carnivores ate them and then everything took place life life uh, uh, finds a way <laughs> Wasn't that the very last line of the movie right there? Uh, it could be. But Life it was, will always find a way. It was in the first movie for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I he's a fun character to kind of imitate because for sure everything that you, you do, do him is well just, too. <laughs> everything that you gotta do is just like, uh, mm, uh, mm. <laughs> you do that and then you say what you want to say. You gotta take five seconds to do that yeah. and then you're done. And some of his some of his lines are off. His intonations are off. And he uses these really weird hand gestures sometimes. I don't know if you noticed, like when he was explaining to the kids at the very beginning of the movie, he had to physically show them with yeah, his the hand. Yeah, What? <laughs> he, oh, yeah, he, he But that was a thing the, in the 90s. Was it? That was a thing in the 90s, wasn't it? <laughs> what? In 90s? What are these silent films? <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> just say that you called. We know. Uh, but, yeah, just things like that. His quirkiness is always there, and I think that's more of a testament to just Jeff Goldblum, not mm-hmm. really Dr. Malcolm, but... Yeah, I, in this movie, I think it was more Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum than it was in the first movie with Jeff Goldblum being Dr. Martin, whatever his name was. Dr. Malcolm. Dr. Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah. So, But, I mean, it was good. I, okay, before I talk overall thoughts on the movie, the score... I want to touch on the score because, again, done by John Williams. Mm-hmm. He didn't do the Jurassic Park 3, but he did The Lost World. And I was listening to the score. I just bought it. I didn't have it in my collection, so I was buying it, and I listened to it. It was just yesterday when I was driving to and from work, as I'm prone to do. Yes, I know. <laughs> and I was picking a lot of... This came out in 97, so he's probably composing it in 96 or so. Episode 1, Star Wars, comes out in 93. And then, you know, the prequels after that. Episode 1. Star Wars Episode 1. The Phantom Menace. I'm sorry, 90, 90, 99. 99. Yeah, 99. there you go. Sorry. 93, I was like, what? <laughs> no, 99. So two years after this movie comes out, you see Jen Williams again composing. Hence probably why he was not involved with Jurassic Park 3. Well, that was, could be because, was that but he's done a lot of movies in, in one year. Like, he's, he's done he like three He owns the motion picture exactly. soundtrack industry. So, but listening to the soundtrack... I actually enjoy the overall soundtrack for The Lost World better than I do the Jurassic Park soundtrack. And some things that I think of why is a lot of times when I was listening to the soundtrack, I thought of Star Wars. There were a lot of cues that reminded me of Episode 2 
um, some like the chase sequence okay. in episode two with Boba Fett and Zam. Yeah. That was kind of prominent in a couple pieces that I listened to of the score. And then there was also Raiders of the Lost Ark. I heard a lot of Raiders of the Lost Ark, or actually more more likely Temple of Doom uh, in the score as well. So sure. a couple of those kind of mixed together is what you get with the Lost World soundtrack. And do you think that's because in the first movie, when it's first coming out, they try to make a score that is unique to the movie, but like you said, still has some underlying tones? And well, then when they figure out that it's such a hit and the music, everybody loves the music and it makes them think of Jurassic Park, in the next movie they just amp it up. Well, I don't think so. No? So Jurassic Park, obviously you had that theme that you can always instantly think of when you think of Jurassic Park, right? Right. In this one, you get that at one or two points, honestly, that theme. But there's another theme that is in it that I can't really hum or describe really because it's, it's different, but it's unique to this movie. Like an ominous. Right. Like an under, yeah. And this score is more, I would say, bombastic than the more subtle tones of the Jurassic Park score, which is probably why I like it a little bit different. Sure. Because the first movie, you could almost say was like a horror movie in a way. Because, you know, you had people dying on the island. You, you knew what the problem was. It was, mo- it was a monster movie, monster horror movie. Right. This one was more of an action movie. Because you had people who were armed and knew what to do, that could fight them, knew what they were getting into. So it felt more of an action movie for this one. Definitely. So that's probably why the score reflected that kind of more bombastic, more loud sure. approach. I can see that, yeah, definitely. And it also had like a tripleness to it, which you would get with the Costa Rican kind of island feel thing. So it was kind of nice. So I enjoyed the soundtrack, the score, better than the first movie. Now, as far as the film goes, I liked the film better than I remembered it being. Definitely an improvement over my memory. So it ages well. It's worth a... a of repeat viewing if you haven't seen it in 10 years or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because it actually is a good story that I probably didn't understand, like you said, when I was a kid watching right. it. There was a lot of action, so there were a lot of things that just worked with this movie. There were some unexplained things, and people just die, and there's no consequences for a couple people who die. Like, nobody really seems to care except for, you know, a Moby guy later on. But there was kind of also the... The lack of an ending. So, I felt like they should have ended it when they got off the island, like they did with Jurassic Park 1. Leave it there. Don't take a T-Rex back. Obviously, that would have, I think, maybe made this movie even better, because you have that other half hour that doesn't need to even be there, that just cut out. Sure. So, but with taking the, uh, the dinosaur back, it's literally off of the boat. They go get the t- baby T-Rex, bring it back to the boat, and then that's all it is. Yeah. That didn't have the payoff that it should have had, I think. It's kind of like, you know, the, they say a three-act structure. So you had the first act when they got to the island when they find Sarah. You got the second act when they're introduced to the other people. And then you got the third act when, as a group, they all can get together and get off the island. There was a fourth act, or an encore act, that shouldn't have been there. It should have been an after credit scene. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or some, or I would have I would have preferred if they spent that extra 20 minutes that they did this stupid thing in the city, if they spent that 20 minutes on the island still preventing the T-Rex from being moved back to the city. Mm-hmm. 
they could have still tried to move it back to the city, but instead they got the baby. They gave the, you know, they got everything back. The the right people or the bad people died, and then everybody that should have lived got off the island, mm-hmm. and they write off into the horizon again. Whatever right. that would have been better. Or if you're gonna do it like you said, you gotta go like full out like King Kong. You gotta make that like a full hour or something where mm-hmm. it's just terror in the city. And because when people think of this movie, and they think of what they dislike. It's all in this twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's. Like, I was talking to another co-worker, and he said that when he thinks of this movie, he thinks of the T-Rex in the streets and people yelling out, like, Godzilla. Yeah. You know, and they had those little shticks kind of when he was, when the T-Rex was running loose in the city. So, you take that away, you actually have a really good sequel movie. I think. Right. If you cut that last 20 minutes off. But that's what, I mean, I watched the trailer, you know, Beforehand, that trailer played a big part in the, or the him being on the city played a big part in the trailer. I mean, that might have been the attraction part that of getting been. people to come yeah. see, but then, but then you're setting that bar, mm-hmm. and then they go and then they go see it. It's twenty minutes. It doesn't have a payoff for the audience, and then they're like, "Wow!" Right. So it's either a disappointment because I thought that it was going to be all in the city, or at least half of it, but you only give twenty minutes. It's kind of a. Have you made chili? Uh, not recently, no. I've eaten chili. <laughs> so if you make chili, you need to let it simmer. It needs to simmer for a certain amount of time. The longer it simmers, arguably, the better it is. This is a good analogy. I can feel it. But you don't want to oversimmer either or else it burns. Mm-hmm. They were making chili. They only let it simmer for 20 minutes. It needed to simmer for at least 40 minutes. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that just makes all the components work a lot better together. The taste is there, and it doesn't leave the foul taste in your mouth that the last 20 minutes does. Right. So, I just think that it's a good movie, better than I thought it was. I still think Jurassic Park is a superior movie. I would agree. But The Lost World, better than I thought it would be, and if they cut that last half off, might even be as good as Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to top the original story. Right. But... That would have been as close as you can get, minus the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Because with the, with the original story, you got the introduction to dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. You got all the, the awe that comes with an audience seeing dinosaurs. Right. Because like, I talked in the last podcast about seeing them for the first time. I can remember that as a kid, I was, I was wowed. It's like I would expect to have felt if I was in the theater at 77 and saw Star Wars for the first yeah. time with everybody else. Although I was I was six when Jurassic Park came out, the first one. I was ten when this one came out. Right. But I do remember seeing Jurassic Park before this one. But I did see this one in the theater. So I I think that it's a good movie, worth watching again. And honestly, if the last half hour is what turns you off this movie, stop it when they get off the island. There, but you know what though? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with turning it off. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna miss the last 20 minutes." They come in on a boat. They put them back on the boat. They ship them out. One one of the characters in the movie dies, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then life will find a way. There you go. Just imagine that in your mind when they leave the island, and you're good. Yeah. So then you can pick it up in Jurassic Park three, and then go from there. But tell me, your overall thoughts. What do you think? Of the Lost World? Of the Lost World. Of the Lost World Jurassic Park. That's right. (laughs) Like you said, I haven't seen it in a long time. 
rewatching it definitely made me appreciate the movie a lot more. There are things that I didn't like about it, like we talked about. But overall, I think it was a very successful sequel to the first one. And before before I had started rewatching any of the Jurassic Park series, I had in my mind, this movie's better than this one, this movie's better than this one, and The Lost World is after that. And, <laughs> and now I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to tell which one is better, but they're different different types of better. I I thought this one was really well done and I actually would kind of feel like watching it again right now. I know, right? So that's it's the weirdest things because I watched it and I as I was watching I was like this is not the movie I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to watch it again just to, just to watch it with a clear mind this just time. Just to make sure that I'm not dreaming and yeah, I dreamt exactly. up this much better sequel. Yeah. So I really think that it ages even better than Jurassic Park does because I think you take it away from the sequel mentality at the time, right? Where if you separate it as a different story, it works really well. And if you cut that last 20 minutes off, it works even better. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you something then as a question. All right? If we're looking at the whole Jurassic Park trilogy as a whole, one, two, three, what you know now, would you go back and take The Lost World and make it... Because you have... The first one is your introduction to dinosaurs, right? Yep. Your second one is how to deal with what happened in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, what's the third one? Well, from what I remember with the third one, they go back to the one of the islands. I don't know if it's Site A or Site B. Or Site... And secret Site C. Could you be. don't know. We never, we never know. <laughs> All I remember is there was like some sort of... There were pterodactyls that were flying around... And there were eggs. Right. That's all I remember. And so going into three, and I remember having liked three better, I think, than Jurassic World. Originally. The Lost World. The lo- Yeah, The Lost World. Sorry. <laughs> we're not in the world, the Jurassic World yet. We're not there. <laughs> that's true. It's almost there, though. Almost. Getting close. So that's what I think, but I'm not sure. So going into it, I... From what I remember now of The Lost World, or from what I remember now, after watching The Lost World, I think I'm going to like Jurassic Park 3 less. Me too. Because I still... that was That's a movie that I've seen more recently, I'm sure, than Jurassic... The Lost World. Right. So, I don't know. And you've probably seen it more recently than me, it seems, because you've referenced like the, the name of that family. Oh, I do know William H. Macy is in this one. And there's something about a cell phone in some dinosaur dung. Yeah, and I, I can almost hear the annoying ringtone. See, I can't remember and, that. Oh, yeah. you'll hear it. But I guess when I'm looking at after rewatching The Lost World, which was the very least by far of the three movies that I've seen. That I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the first one was a good introduction. It was mm-hmm. the base story. The second one was how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the third one should have been how it got out of control. They, they wanted to take it to the city right? Mm-hmm. Take the 20 minutes off. The third one could have been all in the city if they, they wanted to do something like city. that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I think the, law, the Jurassic World is trying to come back with. Mm-hmm. The, now, I have heard with Jurassic World that it's not a sequel to Jurassic Park 3. Now, I need to look this up to see before going into it, honestly, to, to know what my expectation should be. But I think that they just say that Jurassic Park happened. 
and now Jurassic World. Like so they're, they're they're taking the they're taking the third story and they're removing it from second and third story, from what I from what I think. That's what I heard. I haven't read this anywhere. I just heard it on a, another news article or okay. a, uh, like a podcast or something somewhere. All right. Yeah, because it would almost have to be a sequel right. in some capacity because I know that they referenced in the trailer that it was like, you know, John Hammond had a dream 20 years mm-hmm. ago. So they're still referencing the, uh, one of the original characters, but 20 right. years later. I haven't heard that they were taking the, the other two. And I that's like I said, hearsay at this point. Yeah. I'll have to verify this. And for Jurassic Park 3, when we talk about that, I'll... I'll know by then. You better know for sure. The yeah. next week, you know, you want to know, does this even matter to this movie? Um, well, that actually plays a big role because if people after the first Jurassic Park didn't believe that it even existed, mm-hmm. their expectations for Jurassic World is going to be completely different. Right. They're not going to be scared. They're going to be wowed. Yeah, I mean, and you take it to the point where if they're going to this world where if you omit the second movie where they all saw the dinosaur running on the news, and mm-hmm. they saw the ship headed back to the... Right. You would think that that would still be a part of the Jurassic World story, just to kind of get that name recognition out there, that people know what this park is all about, and that there actually are dinosaurs, and they saw it on the news once, and they wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. So. But then again, they'd be scared, right? They saw this dinosaur terrorizing San Diego. You'd think so. They could be scared. And then after that, after... It was exposed that these dinosaurs exist. Nothing happens. Well, okay, lions. Mm-hmm. Lions, if you see them out in the wild, or you're dead, most likely. Sure. You see them in a zoo, though. That's true. Would you, wouldn't you be true. scared if you I, saw them for a lion running I, around? I, I then would. would you not go see it in the zoo? Sure. I, you'd think it'd be fine if you saw it in the zoo. I think I think it's a different kind of comparison. Because whatever they put lions in, you're not afraid that they're going to break out of it. Well, that's what you would expect in the Jurassic World. And right? also, it's not like it's a brand new creature or a legendary creature. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I saw a unicorn, <laughs> okay, right? And it was exposed that unicorns now exist, right? I feel like there'd be a ton of people trying to figure out where are these unicorns? You know what I mean? What do we do about the fact that they exist now? I didn't feel like there was any of that after the end of The Lost World where they were exposed to the world in San Diego. And now when the third one comes up, it's just like, oh, yeah, they're they're just still roaming here. You know, but but you can't fly here, though. The government's restricted flying, Mm -hmm. but they're just still here. Mm -hmm. What about the ones that can swim? What if they swim over to the other... If they made swimming ones. Well, we never saw a swimming one. At least in these first two movies. You're, well, I don't... Yeah, I can't remember about the third one. But We've seen pterodactyls, obviously. There's a the swimming one in the, thir- in the Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah there is That's now. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what transpires next week. I'm actually excited to watch it again. Because going into Jurassic World, I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't excited about it. Sure. But now that I had a positive experience with Jurassic Park, The Lost World. The Lost you World Jurassic switch Park. It. Come on. Well, I was going to say Jurassic World again. Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know the novel was just written, The Lost World. Was it, it wasn't The Lost I think they just pinned that Jurassic Park for the motion picture. So, well, one, you'd be able to distinguish the novel from the kind motion picture. Kind of like The Dark picture. Knight kind of became, you know, The Dark Knight and then The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it, but I, I don't know. It's The Lost World to me. Yeah. Third one, Fail. And then Jurassic World, I like the title. 
Looking forward to it. But Next week's discussion will yes. be will be good. I, I hope that the movie is okay. I, I want it to be okay. In this day and age, with that kind of budget that they probably had to make the movie, it will definitely be okay. <laughs> Let's just hope that the story is up to par with what they've done with the trilogy so far, and it, it'll be a good movie. Now, what year, just as an aside, what year did the Godzilla movie come out where he was in with uh, Matthew Broderick? That was like 2000, 2001 or something like that. 1998. So I just looked it oh, up. okay. So a year after The Lost World, that movie came out. Right. The effects of this movie, a year ahead, were way better than the Godzilla effects. And I think, oh, yeah. I th- I'm wondering if that's the reason why they tacked on that last 20 minutes. is for the Godzilla effect. Because they knew Godzilla was coming out the next year. They wanted to put their dinosaur monster on the land first. And so they tacked that 20 minutes on. Do you think... I mean, do you think like that? It's possible, but I, I don't know. If it were me, I think a better plan of attack would be, let's just make a really good sequel. Let's take that last 20 minutes out. And then when Godzilla's out... When Jurassic Park 3, we'll just call well, it Jurassic Park Well, then they'll be 3. the copycats if they do that. Because then you can't mm. copy Godzilla. Because Godzilla was a high-profile movie coming out. Everybody was looking forward to and excited for. Had big stars at the time in it. But you still have the Jurassic Park name, and then you put it to shame in terms of story and special effects. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could go about it either way. But the way that they went about it just with the last 20, 20 minutes, just I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And we did have uh, someone from Twitter give us a comment, actually, because I asked yesterday to see uh, if anybody had any thoughts on The Lost World, Jurassic Park. And there was one. And I don't think I picked this up when I watched it, but Zozo, no, sorry, at Z-O-S-O-1701 tweeted and said, corny sound effect when the Jeep goes flying. I think it was like he said, a penny whistle, really. I wish The Lost World would have more closely followed the novel. And he hashtags Dodgson, D-O-D-G-S-O-N. I think he may have meant Dodson, because Dodson was like a character in the first movie that never really transpired anything else. Right. And we never see it again, for, except for that one scene. So, and I did not read The Lost World. Did you? I did not read the novel, no. So, may have to see what missing story elements there were because you know there obviously will be of course but I'd like to thank Zoso1701 for that comment uh, and I didn't see the penny whistle in this one and I went back to a couple scenes where I saw jeeps flying and I didn't hear it but I do remember a whistle in the first movie when what's his name Newman uh, the guy who plays Newman in Seinfeld mm-hmm. when he slipped yeah. to take the thing out. I remember it being then. That's the only thing that stood out to me. Did, I didn't hear anything in the, in the second one. Did you? Well, I watched the exact same disc that you did. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that they would have remastered it in some way? To I mean, they it? did remaster the sound. It now has a 7.1 soundtrack, so they may have taken out the stupid little sound effect. That's very possible. possible. But yeah, I, I unfortunately, I didn't hear that. So, But yeah, thank you for the uh, comment. And you can reach out to us on Twitter as well, at that's or, I'm sorry, <laughs> at Entertaining Pod. And, Alex, you're on Twitter. Kind of. I have an account. You do? Yeah, I'm, I'm not active, though. I think I just got it for this. I think you should I think you should be more active now with... Talk about dinosaurs and 
this and that and chaos theory. I'll change my profile picture. Little dinosaur. I got little arms. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Handle. It's at my last name, D O U E one H one. And Nathan makes fun of me all the time because those ones are eyes in my real name. But I was born on the eleventh, so they're ones. So it makes sense. So makes it makes sense. sense. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. I am at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. You can review us and listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show or if you have any critiques, please write us a review. I do check those, and we would like to get reviews and know what you like and what you don't. So, a question for listeners this week. Are you asking me? <laughs> See, this is different. When when we're face to face, I you look at me. You know what I mean. I have to look at you, so I don't know when you're looking at me. Are you asking me or? <laughs> no, I'm not asking you. Okay. I'm, so, a question for listeners this week is: you you heard our discussion here on the Lost World and how we both had low expectations going into this movie. Has there been a movie that you remember not liking, but then you go back 20 years later or whatever and watch it again? And you're like, this is actually not a bad movie. What movie? Let us know. Give us a tweet at EntertainingPod, and let's discuss. So next week, we'll be talking about Jurassic Park 3. Aptly named. Aptly named, the the third. So, With the claws. It's the three claws. That's right. So we will look forward to that. I'm looking forward to the discussion there, and actually watching that movie again, going back to it now with... Maybe I have adult eyes now that I didn't have when I was a kid. Maybe it'll be a different experience. We'll see next week. But join us next week for Jurassic Park 3. (laughs) (laughs) But that'll do it for us this week on That's Entertaining. We thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained.